0: That makes six in a row for the Chicago White Sacks as they lost to the Toronto Blue Jays, seven to nothing on Tuesday. It was an ugly game, even for White Sacks standards. Sacks managed just four hits in the game, and Mike Clevenger had a very rough outing. White Sacks fall to 10 games under 500 as we continue to wait for luck, health, and a return to accustomed levels, as well as this so called easy part. Of the schedule. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. Uh, We're free and available. On all platforms, follow us on Twitter, at socks uh, Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked on White LockedOnWhiteSox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan. Recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Nick underscore uh, G-G-T-B. Uh, Locked on White LockedOnWhiteSox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, White Sox wrap things up against the Blue Jays on Wednesday afternoon. A series finale features Michael Kopech on the hill for the White Sox. Uh, catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast uh, with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Uh, search White Sox. Our Chicago White Sox, they are now ten games under .500, seven and seventeen. One of the worst teams in all of baseball. Uh, Sox lost to the Blue Jays seven nothing on Tuesday. Uh, running out of different ways to say the same thing, because uh, that is what's going on with this ball club. Uh, I had this problem last year in 2022. If you were if you were listening. Uh, But it did not start this early in the season, that's for sure. Uh, It's just unreal. Uh, After Monday's loss, uh, Pedro Graffol commented on maybe what could happen to just get on a roll a little bit. And this is what he had to say. uh, Got to to get guys on. We've got to grind out at bats. Uh, We've got to take our walks uh, when they're available. Uh, We can't chase out of the zone. Uh, The keys to big innings are not chasing and taking uh, what they're giving you. If it's a walk, it's a walk. Walks are good. Uh, We've just got to shrink that strike zone. We've got to work on being really selective and getting good pitches to hit. Uh, Well, on Tuesday, the Chicago White Sox, uh, they took one whole walk and they struck out 10 times. Uh, how do you turn it around? What's going on? Can you turn it around? Uh, it, it's every aspect. Uh, it's offense. It's uh, not getting quality starts from our our, our pitching staff, uh, bullpen. Uh, although you know we've we've seen glimpses, uh, you know here and there, where some arms out of the bullpen uh, have been helpful, like Tanner Banks on Tuesday night. Uh, I don't know if you saw any of these clips floating around. On Tuesday, on social media, uh, Lance Lynn's appearance on the A.J. Brzezinski, uh It's kind of like a, a TV show, podcast, YouTube channel, whatever it is. Uh, A.J. Pruszynski is kind of hosting it called Foul Territory. And Lance Lynn was a guest. Uh, and A.J. Pruszynski asked him flat out, hey, what is happening with the Chicago White Sox? And uh, here's a quote from Lance Lynn. Uh, A whole new hitting staff, new bench coach, a new manager, new everything. Uh, There is just a way of going about our day-to-day business that has changed. When you have that at this level, uh, when you got things that are happening on the fly, it takes a minute for it to set in. Uh, Things are setting in, the work is getting done, and everyone is buying in. Now we just got to figure out how to make it translate to wins. You know, there's a lot to unpack with that. Uh, from Lance Lynn. Uh, new everything. I mean, come on, a lot of the a lot of veterans on this baseball club, and Lance Lynn is one of them. Uh, you still need to throw strikes. That does not change with a new manager, it's the same pitching coach. Uh, and I'm wondering, you know, with him saying this, what does it say about? of what TLR was doing and all of his staff. I mean, does this mean that the Sox were terribly behind in some of the ways that TLR was doing things? I mean, the Sox won the division in 2021. Uh, you know, wasn't the work being put in in the offseason and in spring training? Uh, Lance Lynn makes it sound like, you know, in Houston on March 30th, they all realized that they've got a new manager and a, a new a hitting coach and there's a whole new staff and everybody's being asked to do things differently. That's not what I heard and what I read throughout the entire off season. Spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about different articles and different quotes and what's happening with Pedro Grifol and who he's bringing in and all the great stuff that's already being done. All the communication, the groundwork is being laid. Uh, so once the season starts, it's going to be like a well-oiled machine, uh, well, according to this quote from Lance Lynn, that is not the case. Uh, it's odd uh, that the ability to play good, solid, well-rounded baseball hinges uh, on, on the fact that you got to get used to a new manager and coaching staff. Uh, so again, uh, Graffole, the hire of Graffole, and I don't want to lay a lot on, on Graffole. I mean, I, I, I liked everything that he said. He's got a baseball resume, but the big thing was he just has never managed in the majors before he's never done this Uh, and he was handed this team that again on paper had a ton of potential uh and we thought you know you never know in this weak division with this type of team if we are to buy into uh, and maybe hopefully the players did as well what the front office was selling us hey we just need a little bit of luck you know we got to stay healthy and some of these guys you know, they're going to start returning to their own form. It's going to be great. You know, we'll throw a little bit of money here. We'll we'll try to get creative here. Uh, it's it just the Graffal hire, it, it felt like a Ricky Renteria hire. It felt like a, you know, a rebuild era hire. Here's a guy that's got a great baseball resume. He's been around the game for a long time. He apparently knows how things should be done. He'll surround himself with smart people, people he trusts, uh, and then we'll we'll start building for a couple years. Uh, and then we'll see where the Sox are down the line. It just didn't feel like, a, you know, or the urgency. Like, we, we're in a win-now mentality. Uh, so, again, Grafol is trying to say all the right things. What else is he supposed to stay, say right now? Again, the season is not going to be put on pause all over the rest of baseball so the White Sox can figure things out and catch up. Uh, Lance Lynn uh, also talked about uh, the pitch he threw to Biggio on Monday. That was absolutely crushed for a three run home run. Uh, Now he made it sound uh, when talking with AJ Pruszynski that he was experimenting with a sweeper and decided to try it out at that moment. Uh, Now, maybe he didn't really mean that. Uh, Maybe he wanted to sound like, you know, he's in with the times and he's also using a, a sweeper, but, Why would he phrase it? Like all of a sudden I decided to use it in that critical moment. Like I'm experimenting with it now. Where was that? Maybe in spring training, Uh, experimenting with a sweeper. And they talked about this in the pregame on NBC Sports Chicago. Maybe you you saw it. And Ozzie Guillen had a great reaction. He basically said, you're trying to try a new pitch in a crucial situation in, in real game action. And that's that was my thought exactly. It was an interesting uh, interview with Lancelin. If you didn't check it out, I'm sure you can find it all different kinds of places. He had a lot to say. Uh, what you want to believe, or you know, maybe read between the lines on some of the stuff. Uh, interesting nonetheless. Uh, salt into wound. Uh, also on Tuesday is the Pittsburgh Pirates finally got the deal done and gave Brian Reynolds uh, a nine-figure deal. Uh, now. After that happened, and he seemed like he was unhappy with the Pittsburgh Pirates for a while, maybe there's going to be a trade. Would the Pirates actually pay him that kind of money? Well, they did. Now there are only three teams in all of baseball that have never signed a player to a $100 million contract, Uh, Oakland Athletics, Kansas City Royals, and our Chicago White Sox. Uh, And If you look at all the 2023 records there right now, you know, you'll find the A's Royals and Sox all kind of in the same spot. Uh, So, Uh, Kenny Williams uh, doesn't talk too often, uh, but when he does, it's something to kind of note. He is the executive vice president, of course, of the White Sox. What he actually does these days, I have no idea why he still has a job. I really have no idea. Uh, But he opened up his mouth and he talked about his frustrations. Uh, Daryl Van Scoven uh, had the article in the Chicago Sun-Times. This is what uh, Kenny Williams had to say Uh, You have to know I'm not in a good place right now. I'd be lying if I said I weren't concerned, Uh, but this is where we are, uh, he said, and I'm not so pleasant to be around right now, but uh, you try to gain perspective. Uh, We have 139 games in five and a half months left to make up six games uh, in the AL Central. If we are who we think we are, we'll look back on this as a good test of character and drive. It's really time to put our best foot forward here, Williams said. Han, of course, became a general manager 11 seasons ago when Williams was promoted to his role uh, with Williams as GM and Han as assistant GM. Uh, They, of course, built a World Series champion in 2005, but only six winning seasons since. Uh, Chairman Jerry Reinsdorf has has overseen uh, them all. I just described my mindset, William said. He's in lockstep with my mindset and the frustration level. But at the same time, there's a realization that there are 139 games left and we're six games out. And the healthier we get, the more dangerous we become. Uh, There is a reasonable expectation for these early trends to change. It's not guessing. It's not hoping. It's looking at what you have and saying this is an aberration right now and the trends will start to change. This is one of my favorite parts in the whole uh, quote, whole article. Accountability around here is not a problem. From White Sox notes, uh, Sox April schedule is indeed the toughest in baseball uh, with eight opponents combined. 747 winning percentages. Uh, The Sox schedule in May is the easiest with opponents combined for a 402 winning percentage. I don't care who you are playing at the MLB level, though. If if you can't hit something middle-middle, if you can't drive the ball, if you can't lay off certain pitches, if your starters can't go more than four, more than five, you're not going to beat anybody. I don't care what kind of strength of schedule you have, and and this stuff from Kenny Williams, I'm sorry, I don't buy any of it. Uh, again, he's got a job for life if he wants it, and he's going to cry and moan about how upset he is. Look, this whole front office needs to be blown up uh, before there's really any true change. The, the The part that really grinds me though is accountability around here is not a problem. That that's a joke. That's an absolute joke because the fact that Williams and Han both have jobs, you know, there is no accountability right now. Uh, go ahead and read that article for yourself. If you haven't already, uh, Daryl Van Scoven in the Chicago Sun Times. Uh, Monday's loss was, was ugly, and Tuesday's loss was worse. I'm uh, going to talk about that more in a moment. Today's episode uh, is brought to you by So Rare, our, our new sponsor, So Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your own cards and there's no cost to play. Uh, plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next level competitions and rewards. Uh, head to SoRare.com slash Lockdown. Uh, that's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E dot com to draft your team of free player cards. Uh, set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash Lockdown to start playing today. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. A grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Uh, that's because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Uh, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. Uh, so don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Uh, just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. Uh, FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. White Sox will play the Toronto Blue Jays on Wednesday afternoon. Michael Kopeck on the Hill for the finale. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM and the SXM app. Uh, search White Sox. So Sox uh, fell to the Jays, 7-0. Uh, Luis Robert Jr. Uh, was back at the top of the lineup for, I believe, the third game in a row. Uh, Graffole sticking with him despite a 4-for-40 stretch with 15 strikeouts coming into the game. Graffole was asked about it before the game. James Fegan had a quote on Twitter. And uh, Graffole just keeps, you know, digging his heels in and just saying, look, uh, I'm not going to move him. I'm not going to move him. This isn't who he is. I know who he is. I don't don't know at this point. Uh, We've seen glimpses. We just haven't seen the complete package, and that's also because Robert hasn't uh, been healthy. I guess the the plus is that he's been healthy. He's been able to play in uh, just about every game if he'd like to. Uh, White Sox uh, coming into the game, look, they have hit Jose uh, Barrios pretty well, especially in the recent past. It's not like you have to go back several years. I mean, Sacks have handed uh, uh, Barrios four straight losses in his uh, previous four outings. Sacks hit seven home runs in those four games. Got a lot of video on this guy. I've seen him a lot. Uh, he, he played uh, with the Twins for many, many years. And Pedro Grifol had to have seen him as well uh, with the Royals. Uh, but boy, he absolutely sat the White Sox down. Uh, three strikeouts in the top of the first to, to kick things off. Uh, bottom of the second, Clevenger, uh, he had some nice movement on his pitches as he tends to do uh, some weak contact uh, by the White Sox then in the top of the second. Uh, wondering if this might just be a situation where the Sox could maybe get to uh, Barrios uh, maybe the third time through. Uh, he looked pretty good. Uh, one pop out and two ground outs. Uh, socks they hit a lot of ground balls. Oh, my goodness. Uh, It's just, and it just felt like it in this game on Tuesday. Just one after another. Uh, Bottom of the second, Clevenger uh, gave up a leadoff walk, then a walk to Brandon Belt. Uh, All of his pitches were all of a sudden flying all over the place. So first on, uh, first two on for Toronto. Ethan Katz coming out for an early visit. Again, it's just bottom of the second. And then Merrifield up. Uh, Cle- uh, Clevenger, he got away uh, with, with a 95-mile-per-hour fastball. That was middle-middle. I thought for sure Merrifield was going to drive this ball. It was just a fly-out to center field. And then an absolute blast by Jansen, the eighth hitter in the lineup. A three-run home run, a breaking pitch that just hung in the middle of the plate saying, hit me hard, please. That's what Jansen did. At those two walks, uh, they come around to score a uh, reminiscent of that 44 pitch inning he had from his previous start, it was quickly three nothing. Blue Jays, uh, top of the third, uh, Bonetti and Beck, uh, Gordon Beckham, uh, talking about how important it would be for the White Sox to have a lengthy inning to give Clevenger some rest. And with the pitch clock and having long innings and then your offense having quick innings, you know, it is draining on you. Uh, Jake Berger led the top of the third off with a base hit, and then you had Andrews looking for a productive at-bat from him. It should have been a double play, but it was a wild throw from Merrifield. So Andrews is on first with one out. You got a Romy Gonzalez ground out. Here we go. Uh, two outs, man on second uh, for a struggling Robert. It would be really nice to get uh, a run here, uh, you have the Sox answer to what the Blue Jays just did. But uh, Luis Robert Jr. had a full count. A mistake breaking ball that Roberts just beat into the ground, uh, ground out to shortstop, end of the inning. Uh, you know, Andrews, boy, really struggling offensively. Uh, four hits, five hits, something like that in his last seven games with uh, four strikeouts. But honestly, like, what did we really expect? I mean, the bar has been set low uh, for second baseman. I think I was excited uh, that we were going to get a veteran presence at second base. We weren't going to start off with Romy Gonzalez. Uh, and again, th- that's how I'm conditioned as a Sox fan. We all are. It's the Sox aren't going to go out and they're not going to spend money on a proven, uh, accomplished second baseman that can hit, that can field a veteran. So we're just happy like, Oh, okay. Elvis Andrews wants to be back on the Sox. He had a good stretch, uh, You know, when he came to the team, seemed to be a clubhouse leader. Nobody else had any energy. We'll take Elvis Andrews. It's better than maybe Romy Gonzalez or Lenin Sosa. And we're getting what we kind of would imagine from a veteran like Andrews. Uh, Okay, defensively, he's been able to shift over to shortstop, but with the bat, absolutely nothing. And that goes for uh, Colas as well. I mean, Oscar Colas and uh, Elvis Andrews, they weren't supposed to be the ones that were carrying uh, this team. But the fact that, you know, obviously T.A. and Mankat are hurt, getting nothing from them. Robert, Aloy, Vaughn, Grandal, nobody's doing damage. So the issues with Andrus and and Colas, they're magnified, okay, because they're not able to hide in this lineup. Nobody's hitting. Nobody's doing anything. Uh, Bottom of the third, 52 pitches on his arm uh, for Clevenger to start the inning. Uh, He was getting hit hard by Bichette and uh, Vlad Jr., uh, pitch count. Uh, might be getting to Clevenger, and it eventually did. A second and third, nobody out. Full count uh, to Chapman and a big strikeout there. Uh, working up in the zone was Clevenger, 94, 95 miles per hour. Uh, so you're looking for a situation here. There's two outs. Please don't let any runs score. That has been a problem from the White Sox. Uh, he got belt to ground out. A lot of pitches thrown by Clevenger again, uh, and it, but he did keep it at 3 nothing. Top of the fourth. Uh, Sachs just with one hit entering the inning and it was unfortunately another quick inning. No rest for Clevenger. Uh, fourth inning leadoff walk again and then a base hit. You know, Clevenger really looked gassed. I just don't think he was able to uh, kind of compose himself. Sachs had such a quick inning offensively in top of the fourth uh, and then Merrifield running on Clevenger. I mean, you can run on Clevenger all day long. He's still third. Uh, Kiermeyer drilled a non-competitive pitch in a, in the gap for a triple. Uh, then another base hit. Six nothing Jays. Still nobody out at this point in the fourth. Uh, they clearly had a plan against Clevenger. Uh, 85 pitches. Uh, something was going on in, in the outfield between Aloy Jimenez and Luis Robert couple opportunities where they almost collided, kind of snapping John at each other. Aloy might have said like, look, I can't hear you. It was a weird situation out there. I'm sorry. Whether Aloy is playing left field or right field, when there is something in between a left center or right center and Robert and Aloy have a chance to get together and cross paths, it just doesn't go well. They don't look comfortable. And I'm sorry, I in a lot of ways, I I don't want to blame Jimenez. I don't know the situation, but Jimenez, you know, I I would trust Robert in that. But maybe Robert was overstepping his bounds in in those moments on Tuesday. Uh, So you got two straight outings now uh, for Clevenger where he just didn't have it. I mean, the man uh, that the Sox raced to sign in the offseason. I mean, boy, they went after Mike Clevenger. They went after him in the worst way, had to have Mike Clevenger. It was immediate, out of the gate of the offseason. Gave him a lot of money, too. And uh, you're starting to see it right now. Uh, you're starting to see it with him. Hopefully, he can bounce back, but uh, two straight rough outings. Uh, top of the fifth, Vaughn with a with a walk. It was the first one for the Sox all day long. And then Grandal, of course, uh, rolled into a double play. Clevenger's final line, five innings, seven hits, six earned runs, three walks, three strikeouts. A big home run, his ERA 4.81. He threw 100 pitches on Tuesday. Uh, top of the six. Sox were down by six with only one hit to their name. As the inning started, uh, Sox had the leadoff hitter on uh, after another Luis Robert Jr. strikeout, Benatendi with a base hit. So corners, first and third for Aloy Jimenez. Breaking ball absolutely froze him, uh, and Sox went quietly. Uh, bottom of the sixth, Tanner Banks maybe the silver lining in this game. Uh, Jansen with his second home run uh, that was uh, that put it up seven nothing Jays. But that was really it. That Tanner Banks gave up. He ate up a lot of innings. Helped out the Sachs bullpen. Uh, Barrios still in the game in the seventh. Uh, talk about pitch management. Also, when a, a team like the White Sox just doesn't do anything a- against you, you can stay in the game for a while. Uh, Gavin Sheets managed to lead things off, uh, got on, but then absolutely nothing. A real pathetic effort offensively. Zero runs, four hits, only one walk, 10 strikeouts. Uh, play, play discipline, where is that? Uh, 0 for 2 with runners in scoring position. And Luis Robert Jr., your leadoff hitter, oh uh, for 4 uh, with two strikeouts. And again, bullpen, it was really just Tanner Banks. Uh, he gave you three innings. Uh, Three hits, one earned run, zero walks, which is nice. A couple strikeouts in that one big home run. Uh, That was his really only mistake. Really saved the bullpen there heading into Wednesday. Uh, Sox have a chance uh, to get some momentum on their side heading back to Chicago. Kopech takes on the Blue Jays Wednesday afternoon. Uh, More on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Hey, really excited about our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your professional baseball franchise? Well, your dream could come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Now is your chance to prove that you can be more competent than our very own Rick Hahn. Uh, No guarantee that you'll have as much job security, but it will be fun to have a seat at the table over and over again. Hopefully you can set the market and be proactive instead of reactive lockdown white sacks listeners get 100 free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKED ON in the game store so make sure to check it out download the game just visit probaseballgm.com or scan the code look it up on the app stores that's probaseballgm.com ultimate baseball gm start your dynasty today so Wednesday, our series finale, uh, Sox, once again, obviously won't be able to win a series. Uh, maybe they can uh, get a game going where they feel good about heading home, and their, uh, their prize for that will be a four-game series with the Tampa Bay Rays. But first things first, Michael Kopech on the Hill on Wednesday. Last outing for Kopech uh, was game one of the Tampa series. Uh, he got hit hard early, but he made some adjustments, talked about it in post game. Seemed like he was able to figure some things out. He liked how he responded. Uh, His final line in that uh, Rays game, five innings, six hits, five earned runs, four walks, nine strikeouts, and one home run. Uh, His start against the Pittsburgh Pirates on Easter has probably been his best so far. He went six innings, two hits, one one earned run. That's the Kopech I want to see. That's the consistency that I want to see that from a lot of our starters, but that's what I want to see from Michael Kopech. Uh, Michael Kopech has an 0 and one record with an ERA of twenty point seven seven and six strikeouts in three appearances against the Blue Jays in his career. Uh, again, some of that uh, when he was in a relief situation. Uh, so again, not a huge sample size for Michael Kopech against the Blue Jays. Uh, hopefully, that'll play in our favor. On Wednesday, some injury updates uh, to get to you before the game. Pedro Grafol said Tim Anderson will need around 10 to 15 at bats on his eventual rehab stint. Uh, he's still here today. Grafol said Hanser Alberto is also close to heading for an assignment. Can't wait to get that Alberto back on the team. And Yohan Moncada, this one's rough, uh, has been limited in his swinging still so there's not an immediate timeline man that one really hurts uh, he, what a what a start he had uh, to the season and with that kind of update again i don't want to read too much into it but but i kind of will i don't i don't expect much from Johan mancada uh you know who knows may, maybe till june um, again get him right make sure he's feeling 100 and 100% and we'll get him maybe for, for the last, you know, three months or something like that, four months. But not a good update there for Moncada. Promising for Tim Anderson. Wondering what he can do to this ball club. They need an absolute spark. They need something. Uh, just grinding it and out and, keep, and keeping, go, keeping going out there is not doing it for our White Sox. Uh, folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast Absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore uh, GGTB. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, White Sox take on the Blue Jays on Wednesday. Kopech on the Hill. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast uh, with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Uh, just search White Sox. Thanks for making Locked on White Sox your first listen every day. Hey, Everydayers, on the next episode, I will recap Michael Kopech's outing and hopefully be celebrating a White Sox winner. Appreciate you making time once again for the Locked on White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morawski. Until next time, go Sox.